You know, I always say the secret to marketing success is making better, more strategic marketing decisions. And that starts with kind of what we just talked about, the critical marketing triangle. It's like, make sure you're making good marketing decisions. Um, don't spend time on things that aren't working. Now we talked, we, we, you and I have had this, we've heard this thing before about diversity creates stability. And that is, you know, you have to be doing multiple things simultaneously and everything will be kind of like a mutual fund. You know, if you know anything about the financial market and mutual fund, you have different risks of companies in the market. Some are very strong, some are kind of weak. They're all giving off a little bit different, you know, yield or result. And that's what's going to happen. When you go to a networking event, you might meet one person that week. The next week, you might meet two. The next week, you might get zero. When you do a direct mail piece, you might get 10 responses or you'll get five responses or you get, you know, everything's going to be working to different degrees. But you got to have multiple things working simultaneously. The other thing is, um, don't get suckered in by someone trying to sell you something. Stay away from shiny objects. Shiny objects include the media, you know, people coming out and trying to sell you media. But, you know, just stick to one thing and get asked for help. Welcome to the Million Dollar Equation Podcast, a podcast about the easiest, fastest way to build a million dollar business based on the best selling book, The Million Dollar Equation. If you love business, each episode reveals all of the core fundamental essentials for growth. Now, Here's your host, Rochelle Shaw. All right, so um, I'm here again with another one of my friends. So this this really should have been titled Rochelle and Her Friends because <laughs> that's all this has been is I wanted to get um, all of my audience in all the world to get to know people that I think are absolutely fantastic and amazing and that I've known for, oh, you know, 13, 12 uh, at least. 12 years, yeah. At least yeah, 12 years. Yeah, at least 12. Yeah, almost 13 years that, you know, um, and I, it, <laughs> so, you know, how did we meet? So, you know, yes, we met at a conference, which that's how it happened. Um, I always meet boys at conferences, which is, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I got a problem. Um, but I also always end up with really smart people that if you're not smart, like I just cut you off and I keep moving, right? When you are smart, I'm like, oh, okay, well, tell me more. Well, tell me about this. And I think we, we ended up at a bar <laughs> with a crew of, I don't know, 20, 30 people. And unfortunately, my friend Craig got stuck with the bill. <laughs> And I don't know how you guys stuck with the bill, but uh, but I know that that we ended up lifelong friends forever. I don't even know remember what city it was. I could I could tell you like the wooden chairs, like if I close my eyes, but it was somewhere with a huge huge conference um, conference center. But uh, we met then, we connected then, and then like we've been connected since. Like it was. It was, okay, well, what are you doing? Well, what are you doing? Well, how can we help? Well, how can I help? And and I'm just so grateful that you've come and decided to share um, some really cool stuff, how to nearly guarantee your advertising works every time. That's so awesome. I know that they want to hear that. But before we get into that, um, why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about your background, you know, not not the 10-year the, the story, but the 3-minute the story so that they can see how amazing you are. Well, thank you. You're amazing too, and I am so blessed to have you as my friend. And everything you said, ditto. It's just, uh, I am. I'm a blessed man. 
<laughs> anyway, I am uh, what I call a marketing performance strategist, and that really comes from my philosophy of helping people who are already doing marketing, whoever doing something, get better results for the same time, money, and effort they're already spending. So if they're advertising, it's like, how can we make that ad run better? You know, what? sometimes it's a small change, sometimes it's a big change, sometimes it's not doing it at all, but you know, it's just like, <laughs> let's make let's make changes, uh, let's test, is really what it comes down to. So I'm the king of testing things and also uncovering things that they don't realize that they have, like what we call marketing assets, things in their business that could either be producing profit or contributing to profit. So uh, I have been good at that. I also fall into this world of direct marketing and direct response marketing. So I believe everything should have, you know, uh, should be measurable, should have a call to action, should have a compelling irresistible reason for responding, should speak to a very specific person, that sort of thing. Uh, and that's where you and I kind of met in that world. And so, um, yeah, I do what I do is I work one on one with people, but I also work in a group format. And that is how I get most of my clients. So you think of the shark tank example, I gather a bunch of people in a room and I look for people who got a business that I might want to work with. And then, you know, if it's right, then we create equity agreements and long term relationships and things like that. Um, so it's kind of cool. I love what yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, because you get to you get to do multiple things, you know. Um, I, I always love to talk to you about all the different types of businesses because it's never just like one specific niche. You know, you've got a, a hypnotist and then there's a there's a psychiatrist and and then a, a big like that guy that with the big, big things that and I don't know what you do with them, but yeah. it's a, the one that always comes to Vegas, you know, that has the. the oh, the uh, less. Yeah. No, he, he he's, a, he's a vendor to the concrete industry. Okay. All right. I knew it was some big thing. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? The strategies that we use for him are the same that I use for the hypnotherapist. Wow. Believe it or not. Yeah. Right. Well, well, see, because I, I, I believe that that's true. You know, um, the strategies that I used in the telephone business, I used with the OBGYN. You know, it is the same one that I use with the backyard court guy, you know, that got to the million and, you know, I mean, the same ones that I use with the ophthalmologist, same things, you know, it's, it's the principles don't change. It's just the, the, um, um, the who changes sometimes. And I think right. that most people get overwhelmed by trying to talk to everybody instead of just talking specifically to their who. And right. would you agree with that? Yeah, and that, that's really what comes, what this conversation is all about today is really about uh, why people uh, have problems with getting results from their advertising. And, you know, I, I call these people, and I've heard it said before, but people really become what they call advertising victims. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, it's, it happens a lot with pe people who get approached by ad reps. You know, think of the local paper who, in fact, I just met, a, I had a, uh, breakfast today with a guy who sells for a local paper. Now, I would never advertise in that paper. I love him. I love the people who advertise with him. But for most of my clients, I would not recommend that they advertise in that paper, you know. So it's because there's a reason for that. It's like, I, you know, you have to ask yourself certain questions about whether that's the right place. But most people kind of fall into that, that um, trap of, 
not doing their homework in advance and kind of, you know, listening to the rep. The rep has to pay his bills. He has to have, he has a car payment. He has a house payment. He has to feed his family. And chances are, not in the case of the man that I know today, he's been with the same paper and the same guy for a long time, but there's a high turnover in the ad sales business. And so you got someone who's going to be there for two or three months, and then once their salary ends and now they have to work on commission only, they're gone. Yeah. You know, so you're listening to somebody who may or may not be trained and 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 uh, an expert in advertising, and uh, and you're giving over your money. The problem is, okay, does the advertising work or not? Probably not if you're not an expert at that. You know, right? So he's an so, expert at sales, but they're not an expert at advertising. <laughs> right. And you know, I have a, I have a couple of examples of that. Number one, as I used to sell local advertising way back about. Uh, 23 years ago for a local paper and wow. my editor would send me out and say go get the advertising but I was already trained in this direct response advertising so I was very careful about you know designing the ads and of course the editor says no you do it you know it doesn't look right it doesn't you know and again you go into businesses and you know you ask you know it's like you'd be perfect in this paper and they're like I've already spent eight hundred dollars this month and it's not working and blah blah yep. blah and it's of yep. course, because number one, you haven't asked the right questions. You don't even know who's reading the paper and, yep. you know, you don't have a clear irresistible reason for responding. You know, it's like, so, you know, I've encountered those people on a regular basis who still to this day continue to tell me advertising doesn't work. And again, a lot of people get the what they call junk mail in their mailbox and they said, I just throw it away. And there's a reason for that. You know, um, I have another uh, mastermind client who you know, paid me a lot of money to be in the mastermind, you know, several thousand dollars per year who uh, we teach direct response principles. And the direct response principle means it must be at least a call to act, a measurable call to action. You know, it's meaning we know that this ad, wherever they call or go to on the website, we know that they came from that ad, right? Let's just say that's the most simple way we can do this. Well, she advertised to get approached by, a, by an ad rep uh, to advertise on a bench on a golf course like the 16th hole <laughs> and it was just a picture of her and a headline and a phone number, but the phone number was a general phone number and there was no irresistible reason to call. When I saw it, it was just like, you know, she was in the note business, the real estate note business. And it just said something very simple related to real estate notes. I'm like, will people really know what this is? And, you know, and again, it would cost her a grand to do. A grand, and I'm like, I could have made that grand stretch so far and get exactly into the hands of the people that you really, truly want to do business with, Fine. you know. And again, Fine. she lost the grant. She never got one response from that ad, you know. Oh. And then uh, the concrete vendor that we just talked about, right? Every year he does a trade show out, uh, at least one trade show out in Vegas, World of Concrete. And at the last minute, getting bombarded by the the host of the of the trade show who has a magazine and said your ad is going to be seen by you know twenty thousand people, and so I have a deal for you, right? Nobody ever goes to that. Nobody has ever called from that ad. Nobody has ever looked at it. Whatever's called for it. I designed the ad myself. I wrote the ad and I only did it after the fact. I said, Why didn't you talk to me before you spent the money? Yeah. Okay, let's make the best of it. Not one click, not one call, all measurable, but it didn't work. I said, Stop doing that. For that same money, we can do a direct mail to the exact decision makers and give them a compelling, irresistible reason to come to the booth with the piece in hand. And then they'll be happy they were there, you know. 
and we can measure that by everybody who came to that. So, you know, that's what I mean by being an advertising victim. It's like if you're not educated and you're just spending money nilly-willy, willy-nilly, because somebody told you, hey, this is a great place. Your competitors are here. The competitors are naive, too. They're ignorant, yes. too. If they're not doing yes. their homework, it's just because my competitors are there. You know. Now, there is a, there is a concept by which that, you know, I think Dan Kennedy called follow that car, right? If someone is successfully advertising month after month, year after year, then there's something to say about that. But when you can look at an ad and say, where's the headline? Where's the, who, who are they speaking to? What's the irresistible offer? Where's the, you know, how are they tracking the phone number? That's their general number. How do they know the ad's coming from here? No deadline, no, you know, all these little things. And then you've got to say, well, maybe they were suckered in by the ad rep. <laughs> Well, and, and I think it happens all the time because they buy it because it's cheap, right? They, yeah. You know, you said it when you were talking about the other guy. That That's where I see that it happens most of the time. And then they burn through it and, and are convinced that advertising doesn't work. Well, okay, well, where did you buy the ad? Oh, on the bench, on hole 16, on the golf course. Okay, wait, you know what I <laughs> And that there's nothing about that, that that makes sense, but it makes sense to her, right? Because the ad rep is going, oh, you know, the only people that pay golf, play golf are people with money. And they are, okay, but wait, you know, do they want it? Right. Do they want it? And is there an offer on there? I mean, some core fundamentals that needs to be in every ad. How, how much, you know, tell me about some core fundamentals. I mean, you, you, you kind of just glazed over them a little bit, but um, I know that that uh, our audience, some of them aren't really clear about what needs to be in every single marketing piece. Whether you pay for it or not, you're going to pay to print it, right? Even if it's flyers and you're dropping it off, you know. Thank you so much for listening to my passion project and the Million Dollar Equation podcast. Love what you're hearing. If you like it, I love it. <laughs> so click the subscribe button to get each week your new favorite episode. So it all needs a, you said a headline. So what else does it need besides a headline, a powerful? Well, it's a simple hundred step process. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's really just three, three things that you have to, you know, you have to think about. So the headline will be, would contribute to one of these aspects, but let's just start with the who. It's like, who's the target market? So think of a triangle and I call it the critical marketing triangle, because if you're missing any one of these, you really risk poor results in any of your marketing and advertising. So let's just talk about the market. Who is the best, most ideal person for your product or service or your whatever problem you solve to reach so you think it's if you're local is it you know is it geographic is it is it demographic is it you know by affinity is it you know is it a very is it by gender is it by you know age range whatever it's like you got to know exactly who it is that you're speaking to yeah the second thing you have to think is what's that message what is it that's going to grab their attention and stop them in their tracks? So, um, you know, if you're a plumber and, you know, it's like, you know, it's like it, it could be as simple as got 
got plumbing problems. It could be as, uh, is your water heater protected for the winter? Uh, it could be, you know, main lines are breaking all over Los Angeles. It's time to check yours. I mean, it could be whatever the process is. What, think about what's in the news, what's in their minds, what are they thinking about right now at this time in their life? So it's got to be a message that, that speaks to them, or it could be something unique. It could be something that nobody else is offering, and all of a sudden, this thing is curi you know, curiosity-based. It's like, I want to know more about this. And the last thing, and the last choice that it should be done, which is complete opposite of what most people do, and that's the media. It's like, how is your marketing message reaching this target market? So in the case of advertising, it's generally, generally the ad rep from the local newspaper, from a local magazine, from a, a local website, uh, could be, you know, it could be Yelp. Yelp is a big one that happens all the time. Um, you know, but it's so most people are choosing this media first, but there's lots of media. Like I just kind of explained about the concrete vendor. It's like you're spending money on advertising that we can track that no one person has clicked on the link. That means no one's seen the ad. It has not interested one person. So how can we get this actually in the hands if our if our job is to get it in let's say in the hands of the CEO of the ready mix company, it's like, how can we get, how can we do that? Well, let's do a direct mail piece right. and let's make it create, not, even, not just a personal, we could do a personal letter, but how can we make it so that they want to open it? You know, and what if we spent just a little bit more and had a little sample of what his product actually learned and he has to open it up and pull out the letter? You know, I mean, it's like, let's make sure that the money that we're spending is getting to the people getting this message to the people that we want and that are most likely to buy our product in the end, you know? Yeah. So, no, I so that. especially cause I think it shows you do, you know, just like you said that not one person clicked the link because now we can track all those things, you know? Right. And you know, it's not that we didn't, we didn't think that it was a great ad inside of the magazine. The problem is that the magazine, the trade show magazine didn't do its part. Right. So maybe they printed, a hundred thousand of them, but they're in the trash can in the back. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe they gave them out, but they gave them out to everybody and not the CEOs. It didn't go in the actual vendor bag, right? You know, there's a lot of things that have to happen with the piece once you give it to them. And all we're saying is, I want to track it to make sure that it works. Right. It doesn't mean that your magazine sucks. It just may not be to my target market. That, that's all that I'm saying. So even um, yesterday I was, I still buy media for one of my clients and I was going through, um, uh, we're currently buying TV, right? And so uh, he's, he's on TV all the time. So it's hard for me to buy TV because I'm right. like, well, why? You know, hey, <laughs> you guys, you know, this other station calls him all the time and he's on there for free. So why should I buy from you? And so they gave me a couple of things that for me to consider, but I said, okay, listen, here's the deal. If he's on there, then I get to write the question. I get to, I'm going to control everything about this instead of allowing them to control. If I got to pay, right, I'm writing all the questions. I'm media training him. I'm getting him ready so that it's a, so you need to make sure that your host is ready. So I even picked the host. I said, it can't be her, it can't be him, it's gotta be this gal over here because I've heard her interview and I know that she's ready, right? That's what we do, but that's not what normally happens. You know, so I had another client who already had this TV deal and so she calls me and says, oh yeah, well, you know, I'm on TV, yeah, oh, you gotta, you know, this is what I'm paying and so I go and I watch the segment and I'm like, 
Okay, well, that, that did nothing. Yeah. Oh, I said, did you write those questions? Oh, no, I didn't know I could write the questions. I... <laughs> yeah. So anything that you are paying for, you get to decide how you want it out in the world. Right. You get to decide and you get to you get to hold their feet to the fire. Now, don't you know, uh, tell me how about those ad reps? Do they like you, Craig? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, you know I, I'm very careful about what I say in front of them. You know, I'm just saying make this make smart decisions. You know, so one of them was a sponsor of the summit <laughs> the last two years. And uh, and I'm just very clear. I said, look, some places are better than others. You Just because someone approaches you doesn't mean you you need to or you should advertise it. Just do your homework. You know, yeah. I, I'm very polite about it because, you know, I, I run across them a lot. Now, yeah, I've actually done training for their organization. So. Ah, okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, that, that may not work. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm also, you know, one of, one of well, the, 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 the rep that called was, you know, I am the money honey. So yeah. I'm on there all the time. And so that's how I know who's the one and who's not the one. And so it, it wasn't as, 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 yes, I have to tiptoe, but I'm also just direct. And, right. that, and I think that, that they know it. <laughs> but I also use that as leverage to get a better deal. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, all PR and all media buying is relationships anyway. So if you're going to use a regular resource or regular media, make sure you nurture that relationship and make sure they know that you know what you're doing or you have someone on your team who knows what you're doing, you know, because sure. that you know, you'll get more respect and you'll get treated better and you're pr probably better pricing as well because of that. So yeah, yeah. you got to be in control of your own stuff. Even if you're not the one doing it, you got to know what the heck's going on. Sure. Talk, talk a little bit about, because um, we, we said a headline and, and you said who, so this isn't what we had we had kind of planned to talk about, but you know, you're my friend and uh, I like to pick your brain too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So when you are writing headlines, you know, what what's like your favorite go-to? Like, do you go in a room and shut the door to make sure that you're, you're in the right space to, to get inside the who? You know, um, especially since you you handle, you know, lots of clients that do totally different things. Like, how do you do that? How do you work through that? You know, I think about, number one, I have to know exactly who I'm speaking to. So, you know, it's, um, you know, when I'm dealing with the concrete vendor, I got to know, you know, is it the mechanic we're talking to? Is it the CEO who's or the CFO is concerned about pricing? Is it the drivers who are going to be using the product? So you got to know exactly who you're speaking to. So that message speaks to them. And in some cases, it might be multiple. Sometimes there's one going to the CEO, one's going to the CFO, one's going to the buyers, one's going to the mechanic. And, uh, and it's going to have a similar message, but the, the problem, the headline is going to address a different problem that each one of them have a responsibility of fixing. Wow. You know, so um, we've done that. I mean, we in our emails, because we can segment, we were using Entreport, so we segmented by title. And so, you know, we have that message going out. The head, the subject line is a headline, right? And then leading to that opening sentence, you know, it's like, so it captures their attention and leads them. You know, whenever you're writing an ad piece, a sales letter or whatever, there should be a slippery slope. One sentence should lead to the next, to the next, to the next to keep the interest, right? And at the very least, the subheadline should lead you down the dual readership path because sometimes people just don't read every word that you write. Sometimes oh, they just want to. 
Oh, my God. Well, I wrote my book that way. I don't know. You have a copy of my book, right? Every left-hand page has a quote, you know, and it's like from a note that I took from all the seminars I've taken in my life that I disagree with. And I've gotten more business from people just reading that left side of the page versus reading the articles and the chapters in the book. So people do skim. So you got to consider that. And sometimes those subheadlines can be one of the headlines that you actually wrote out in advance. So one of those tactics that I use or – whatever tactics we'll call it, yeah. is I write, a, I write out a bunch, you know, and I write out like 20 to 100, depending on how long the pieces that I'm writing, um, how you know, how much I'm going to be writing, because sometimes these things will go on future emails or future squeeze pages or sales pages or whatever. So always keep those available if you're writing them for a client or if you're writing them for yourself, um, especially if you really do know those pain points or those or the ambitions of the people that you are trying to sell to yeah. You know? yeah so you know that message has to really um you know the other thing that um that you know sometimes it's a pain sometimes it's a problem this i'm having this problem and that creates urgency so that those are great that's that's great if you can be that unique solution and you can communicate in a way that stops them dead in their tracks and they just say this is exactly what i've been thinking about or yeah. it's you know over time. But what about the person who's not thinking about it, who happens to be a lover? So you know, I'm a golfer. Yeah, you know, I love to golf, and I my clubs are still in Vegas. I ha- I'm getting them in a week and a half, <laughs> but I'm gonna come back and golf. But I love anything that I see on Instagram, everything I see in Facebook, anything that I any magazine that I see. The headlines, just like Cosmo, those stick out at me. I grab. I'm you know drawn to them. So I'm not necessarily in a painful position that I need new golf stuff, but I want it. I want the best club. I want the best shirt or shoes or, you know, stylish things. So it's like you also have to think about that. It's like, hey, you know, golf lovers. I mean, it really has to speak out. It's like, hey, intermediate golf lovers. Yeah, all right, that's me. I'm not a great golfer. I'm a medium. (laughs) So, but, you know, you're going to call out the people that you're speaking to either by attention uh, call them out directly or, you know, make sure that that thing in the headline really speaks to what they love, that irrational passion, if you will, or that thing that, you know, you know by behavior they have searched for beha- before. You can do that a lot online. You can do that in mailing lists and such like that. So, you know, that's really the best way to write headlines is just know as much about these people as you can and speak to them as if they say, like, as if we were sitting here just talking to each other. It's like, hey, Rochelle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I love it. I love it because I think, you know, um, that part of this summit that, that has been so amazing for me is when I watch that, watch you guys just do your magic, right? And so we start at the 30,000 feet view, right? And like, oh, okay. And, and I think lots of people might have heard about the marketing channel. Uh, um, triangle and that so sort of thing but when i hear you like break down your process right there like i i like totally geek out right like it's like yeah, okay, yeah. yeah 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 tell me again you know wow 20 you know 20 100 and and well that's why you're great at it and that's why they pay you for that right, right. you know so many are like they like they write some just you know how to and they're done or the ultimate guide in blank and they're done instead of like this this process of testing and and really going down just through what's going to optimize everything that I'm doing. Cause whether you are buying any advertising or not, right. Um, 
all of the principles that you are talking about is going to help them build their basic business from a landing page to a squeeze page, whatever you want to call it, your website, you know, it should all be headline driven. And if it's not, then why should I read the next line? Right? Why should I read the next line if it's not? So, so several folks and I will, you know, because we've been doing this a, a minute, right? We, we are of a particular age now. Um, and uh, yeah, just a little bit older than some. Um, and the biggest challenges that I see is that they haven't learned this principle. You know, they haven't learned that, that you have to continuously pull in your prospect you know or your existing customer whatever it is you have to you know you have to engage them at every line and if you're not doing that then you're going to lose them and even the double readership path you know gosh yeah 15 years ago i, I learned about a double readership path right so that you know you you have to do these things so i, I was um giggling as I'm, I'm in a marketing group of course online and some of these different groups and one of the gals said, you know, I think that those silly, you know, long, long, long sales letters are dead. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just want to, like, you know, reach through and just, you know, right. it, it, it doesn't work for you. Right. But for the person who needs more information, you yeah. want to give them everything they need to make the decision. That's, you're not just writing long just to, you know, just to have a ton of words or to say, oh, I need 600 words on the page. That's not it. You know, you're writing it to answer their objections. Am I, am I correct? Could, Absolutely. Could yeah. Yeah. How, however long it takes. However long it takes, you know. Right. Uh, but <laughs> I had a professor, which, because I was, you know, I wasn't excited when I was in college. And um, I was a history major. So, of course, you know, everything is writing a book basically <laughs> and I'd be like okay how long does it have to be and how many sources and he'd be like really enough so you can tell the story you know? and I'm like ah. yeah but that's what it actually comes down to it and and those sub headlines right is to get them to the next chunk of the story you know this one of of yes you heard that it's easy but before you know you jump in let me caution you Okay, well, that's the, the mystique that's going to get me to read this next part, you know, as I go through and then, you know, you've called me out up here, but, but I've got a lot to get to in order for me to go to my wallet and take out my credit card. And I think people forget that piece and how powerful that understanding your who and that marketing triangle is like, so you've done um, uh, who your market is, uh, you've talked about the message. And so I know that you've got like a recipe for marketing and advertising success so that we can nearly guarantee that the advertising works every time. Um, I think people are afraid to spend money because yeah. they think it's spending instead of investing because they don't know how to do this. So, so give me your recipe. Well, again, it, you know, it comes down to having the right market with the right message in the right media. So, you know, think, think about if you're going to, if you don't know your market, say, I think everybody deserves my, you know, needs my product or service. And, you know, if I may, just one more example, and this will tie into this market thing, is that, Perfect. you know, when, when I started out as a consultant, because I had done, the reason I fell into consulting was because I had lots of entrepreneurial success. I had lots of 
you know, making money as a kid, uh, helping friends with that, you know, and someone says, oh, you should be a consultant. So I became a consultant, um, right. but I didn't know how to be a consultant. And so guess what most people do? They join the chamber um, and I joined the chamber and my market tended to be independent professionals, you know, consultants, other consultants. And when I went to the chamber, uh, guess what? Not a lot of other consultants. So guess what? There's one of those pieces of the triangle that are missing. My market isn't there. Okay, it might have not have been the best media. You know, the media wasn't right for this particular market. And my right. message went on deaf ears. Okay, so someone says, you know, where it'd be good for you is the Institute of Management Consultants. They have a meeting over in West LA. There's about 100 members there. You should check it out. Guess what? I go there, there are 93 people at the meeting. I said, I have a three-step plan that'll get you more clients, uh, nearly guaranteeing your success. <laughs> I wasn't taking my own advice prior to that, but right. you know, but it was in implementing these very specific things that we're talking about. But I said, I have a three-step uh, you know, recipe for success for training new clients, nearly guaranteed. If you'd like to know more information, I have a tip sheet right up here and I'd love to give it to you. Now this is way before the internet. I mean, before, maybe it was around with AOL and those types of things. Right. So I just gave them a typewritten sheet that had a little, you know, fill in the blank thing. And, uh, and it worked far better than going to the chamber. Now I still belong to the chamber to be locally involved and all that. Um, but I got much more success when I went to, I had a very specific market. Um, I had a very clear message. They wanted more yeah. clients and they wanted a simple way to do it. And I went to, I used the right media. The media was being in a room full of those people. Now, again, you know, the only thing, you know, again, the second best thing would be a newsletter that they devour every month that, you know, or a podcast these days or a video show or a TV show that they eagerly watch. And, you know, I mean, but I was there in the room and I got to shake hands with the matches, you know. Sure. So, so that's what I mean. So you got to have that recipe. You got to know who your market is. My market at that time was management consultants, marketing consultants, business consultants. And in that one event, I got 93% of them as my market. Well, 100% of them, there were 93 there yeah. versus going to a chamber networking event where there was one other consultant who didn't spend any money on advertising, didn't care, was just going to go word of mouth and all that stuff, you know. So yeah. that's what I mean. So know your market. Know your market. Know your marketing message. My marketing message was I have a three-step plan for getting more clients. They wanted more clients, okay? What is the problem that you solve? What is the unique way that you can solve it? Or what? how is the unique way you can position it that nobody else can, does, or will do, you know, present it that way, right? What do you offer that no one else can, does, or will? Um, and you know, Dan Kennedy has this copyrighted question, but I, I tell everybody, uh, everybody about it because I just think it's perfect. It's that the prospect is always going to be asking the person who's looking at your ad, why should I, your prospect, choose to do business with you yeah. versus any and other option available to me, including doing nothing at this time? Right. It's a brilliant question. Yeah. And so if you can't be clear as to in stopping people in their tracks, the people that you are most ideal to want to do business with, if you don't stop them in their tracks and you, you don't consistently stop them in their tracks, you know, um, you're going, it's not going to work. You risk poor results. Yeah. So, and lastly, that media, you know, choose the right media. Don't be a victim. Don't get, don't succumb to an ad rep because you're friends with them, because they said that your competitors are there, because they said, I have a great deal for you. Uh, don't do that. You know, do your homework in advance. 
know your if you know your who where are they most likely to congregate where are you going to find them in the best way possible i would say affordably first to check out to make sure that that media works but then if it works then you know spend as much money as possible to get that customer and there are ways to overspend to acquire that customer to make up that money during the process and again Absolutely. think lifetime value as well say what's the lifetime value of the customer you know a lot of you just mentioned it it's that a lot of people are afraid to spend money on advertising Number one, because they don't see it as an investment, um, but because they think I'm losing money on the sale. Well, there are actually very, very simple ways to make money on the initial sale, let alone think of the lifetime value. You know, that person coming in for one $10 sale is actually worth $100 or $1,000 down the line. So you got to think about that. how much did it cost you to acquire that $1,000 sale. Um, so, and again, think about how am I... Uh, going to get my message mostly across. So anyway, I hope that makes sense. I hope I communicated that. In the... No, you did. You did. You know, it's just that, that of course, you know, the, the phones go crazy all the time. Um, yeah. But absolutely. And and I've, I've, I've tried to beat this over the head with folks all the time, you know. I get it, especially, you know, from clients. They'll send people my way and I'll go, okay, this makes absolutely no sense. But let me ask you. Do you want to advertise here? Well, you know, that was my wife's friend and that'll help her. Okay, so you you want to? All right, here, do this. You know, it's not gonna work, but at least right. <laughs> if somebody were to see it, there may be a chance. But this is, you know, I had a um, lots of folks like to do these TV shows right now. And, yeah, and they'll come in, oh, I wanna have you on my show. Okay, well, where's your show play? Oh, well, it plays on the, on the Air Force Network, and there's 50,000 families. Okay, great. <clears throat> um, but are any of them in Las Vegas? Right. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, no. They're in Guam. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> right. That doesn't work for us, you know? And I, oi, oi. I said, but you, you know can what? go on the show if, if you think we need to practice your, you know, you answering questions, but. Right. It's that That's you be clear not, about what the purpose is. It's not about you're not helping me, but if you need help, I'm help, I'll help you. There you know. Go. One thing you said uh, earlier, and again, I want to reiterate. I got off on a tangent, so I forgot what I was going to say. But you know, most people are afraid to spend money on advertising or marketing or direct mail or whatever. But they'll go out and spend sixty to a hundred dollars on a meal or on something you know frivolous on a regular basis. Yeah. But spend a hundred dollars on a direct mail test you know, that will generate revenue for them, maybe even ongoing, they're hesitant to do, you know, or like all these people that are spending two grand on the next shiny object and then afraid to spend money to do even a simple test on Facebook or to do a direct mail test, you know, it's, so get over yourself, you know, get help if you need it. See Rochelle, see me, talk to any, anybody on the series and let them help you make, you know, do it right. You know, if you don't know how to do it, ask for help. That's all you yes. have to do. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, you. We are so grateful that you are part of MDE Nation. Are you enjoying this episode? Let me know what you think, especially if you have a question. I would love to answer it personally. You can go to rochelleshaw.com forward slash podcast to get more information about each episode or 
to be reminded of the MDE weekly assignment and so much more. Go to rochelleshaw.com forward slash podcast. Well, here's the question I ask everybody. There's two. The first one is, tell me about your favorite client ever. You know, my favorite client happens to be the concrete vendor that I'm talking about. You know, he's number one. He's one of the best people I've ever met in my life. He's just one of the kindest people. He's a grandmaster in Hapkido. So he's a grandmaster in a martial art. So you can imagine he's this big man who's got a giant heart and he's quiet. You know, if you mess with him, he'll mess you up. But, you know. <laughs> But he is one of the kindest, one of most wonderful people in the world. And he's not only a client, but he's a friend. You know, he'll do anything for me, you know. But, you know, one, he's just got this drive. He's got this entrepreneurial drive. And he's, even though he's stubborn, it won't work. He's willing to listen to me and say, okay, Craig, you tell me what to do, we'll do it. You know, yeah. at least willing to test it. You know, it's like, so uh, I love that kind of client. And, you know, how I acquired him was he came into my group. And again, that group is a community. It's a membership. But what I'm looking for is people that I want to work with. And, you know, after three years of him being a member and him being the serious student, I said, let's cut the crap. Let's, let's work together. You know, stop trying to pretend that you're going to implement everything we're doing yeah. and let's work together, you know. And so uh, wonderful man and I, uh, just a great relationship. Now, I don't work directly with him as in that client arrangement, but projects come up every once in a while. And he's in my mastermind and he's one of my biggest advocates and he tells everybody about me. So, you know, God love him. He's one of the yeah. best, best people out there. So. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. All right. And then the last question is tell me what the audience needs to do to crush the rest of the year. What do they need to do? You know, I always say the secret to marketing success is making better, more strategic marketing decisions. And that starts with kind of what we just talked about, the critical marketing triangle. It's like make sure you're making good marketing decisions. Um, don't spend time on things that aren't working. Now, we talked, we, we, you and I have had this, we've heard this thing before about diversity creates stability. And that is, you know, you have to be doing multiple things simultaneously. And everything will be kind of like a mutual fund. You know, if you know anything about the financial market and mutual fund, you have different risks of companies in the market. Some are very strong, some are kind of weak. They're all giving off a little bit different, you know, yield or result. And that's what's going to happen. When you go to a networking event, you might meet one person that week. The next week, you might meet two. The next week, you might get zero. When you do a direct mail piece, you might get 10 responses or you'll get five responses or you get, you know, everything's going to be working to different degrees. But you got to have multiple things working simultaneously. The other thing is, um, don't get suckered in by someone trying to sell you something. Stay away from shiny objects. Shiny objects include the media, you know, people coming out and trying to sell you media. But, you know, just stick to one thing and get asked for help. You know, again, all the experts on this series right now, you could ask any one of them for help. Seek out Rochelle, who's the, you know, smart enough to put this thing together. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like, don't think you have to do it all by yourself. Don't be cheap. You know, it's really kind of, if you're willing to go spend $60 or $100 on a, on, a, on a dinner that's forgettable, you know, it's like think about what you can do with $100 or $1,000 to get that repeatable income on a regular basis and create equity in your business and all that. So Do it all. Ah, oh, that was fantastic. Yay! <laughs> yay, 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 yay! Ladies and gentlemen, my friend Craig Levine. <laughs> Valine, Valine. I'm, I know. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, oh, okay. <laughs> 
I like to just do that as a joke. That's what I tell everybody else. And then I go, Valine with a V, not Levine. You know, he's not the Jewish guy. He's the other I'm the guy. Irish guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, ish, the ish guy. Anyway. The ish guy. The 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 partier guy. The 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 my true friend guy. And Thank I you. am so grateful that you are here sharing the message with everybody, you know? No, um, thank you pleasure. so, 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 so much. I appreciate it.